0: Welcome to the Criminology Academy podcast, where we are criminally academic. My name is Jen Tosley,
1: and I'm Jose Sanchez. During today's episode, we will be reflecting on our slate of summer 2022 episodes, plus we'll be looking forward to our fall 2022, which will air in one week on August 29th, 2022. So sit back, relax, and we and we hope that you enjoy the conversation.
0: All right. So let's start off with our reflection on uh, summer 2022. We had seven episodes um, with guests representing a variety of programs and schools, including uh, CU Boulder, Arizona State University, um, the University of Denver, um, University of California, Irvine. Pennsylvania State, and a few other places as well.
1: Yep. And uh, a big announcement 1st We've hit a big milestone. We've officially reached 25,000 listens, um, which was our goal for the fall semester. So we've hit it a little early, which is woo, woo. pretty amazing. So thank you, everybody that sits through these uh, and listens to us.
0: Like it's torture. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so do we want to start at the top and just kind of talk about the episodes we had
1: yes let's start with our first summer episode which is
0: (laughs) (laughs) our first uh summer episode was our reflection series of the quote-unquote, semester here at the Crim Academy, um, where we talked with Professor Dell Elliott, who's over here at CU Boulder, um, and that came out in late May.
1: Yep, that was a pretty great discussion with Del, um, who really had a lot to say um, about his work and some of his beliefs. He, you know, had a a few spicy comments when it came to theory, which was, um, which is always interesting to to hear. And uh, yeah. dell has been pretty influential in the crime prevention and juvenile justice arena, playing uh, a playing a big part with the Blueprints program. Um, so that's that was a great episode with Dow. Then our next episode was with Cassia Spawn from Arizona State University, and we talked to her about um, sexual assault. Um, specifically about policing and prosecuting sexual assault cases and the decision making that goes into those. Um, And I think the big takeaway was that um, uh, at least when it comes to sexual assault, we see this intertwine or intertwining of decision making between the police and prosecutors um, that we don't necessarily see in other types of cases and so um, Cassie I wanted to really drive home the point that we shouldn't be studying these independently Um, and we'll also talk about like false reporting and some other things that we can do to improve our responses to sexual assault so that's um also a great episode to listen to
0: yeah and I like that you brought up both of those things, because actually both of those were things I was going to talk about as well, where both Jose and I taught um, a summer course on, you know, kind of the criminal justice system. And a big part of at least when I was teaching that class was kind of this intertwining of police courts and corrections. But I to kind of Jose reiterate what you were saying that with sexual assault cases, it's even intertwined in kind of a different way than we see with most Cases, especially surrounding the ideas and, you know, the amount of discretion that both police and prosecutors have. Um, And then I think one of my favorite parts of that episode was something that you added, Jose, which was talking about false reports and how we've seen them discussed so much kind of in, you know, social media and bigger time, you know, celebrities, etc. And just to find out how low we actually see false reports happen, which I'm really glad that you added that question, because I think that that is one of the major things surrounding sexual assault that a lot of people tend to say, well, there's all of these false reports, you know, they're just saying that blah, blah, blah. But actually, we're not seeing it to be that high of a prevalence, um, which is good to get out there in the public domain
1: yeah absolutely.
0: um from there, we moved into a discussion with Michael Campbell, who is at um, the University of Denver. and we really talked about his work with kind of legis- legislate- legislature. No, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, And kind of historical criminology and state policy and law with one of these major projects that he's currently undertaking, or I guess they recently finished and they're currently going through the data to pull out trends um, that they've seen in the law and also things that have been presented um, to be part of law or to be a new regulation, but actually didn't pass through to see kind of how things are changing throughout time when it comes to mass incarceration.
1: Yeah, uh, this was a, a really interesting episode. This is one of those where we weren't 100% sure what to expect because this is quite a bit outside of what we would normally do. Um, but Mike delivered a great episode. Uh, He's his very paper, animated. He, he very much is. Um, I think his paper was titled pretty appropriately same same song and dance yeah um and yeah that that paper he wanted to look at um we hear politicians always like give us this rhetoric and this discourse of we're going to change things we're going to change things we're going to make things better <laughs> mm-hmm. and he went to like a, is that actually happening or are they just giving us lip service Um, and I'm sure some of you can guess as to what his findings were but um, I'll leave the the meat and potatoes for you to actually listen to Um, from then from there we moved on to private prisons and we had Andrea Montes from Arizona State University um, join us for that episode Uh, and this was something that we were both interested in, uh, mm-hmm. because private prisons, uh, you see them pop up in the media every now and then, and you see, and they'll show up in documentaries, like Thirteen. Um, but we don't, or at least I don't know very much about them other than people really hate them. Uh, yeah. And so we wanted to talk to someone that actually does research in that area and kind of learn a little bit more about what it is that we know about private prisons. And I think um, Andrea brought up some great points about it where um, one of the things that she said that really like stuck with me was um, when she mentioned that when you have like a family member or a loved one that's been incarcerated, um, you may ultimately not necessarily care whether it's a private or a public mm-hmm. prison. What you're really gonna be caring for is the well-being of your loved one and are they receiving the services that they need and are they being treated humanely um yeah and then also this idea that privatization goes way above and beyond just prisons i was just Um, gonna say that yeah yeah
0: do you have anything else or is that i mean with that (laughs) Like, obviously, when we were planning this episode, we really were talking about private prisons, as Jose just mentioned. And so, talking to Andrea and seeing, you know, just how broad of scope this privatization goes, and how, even in, if you're still thinking within a prison world, um, even within public prisons, there are areas that are privatized. So, it's like there's kind of a meshing of public and private no matter where you're looking and even thinking of the privatization of probation or parole or you know whatever else falls really within this privatization of corrections overall umbrella but yeah that was a great episode um definitely something that i'm glad we did Um, The next episode was our 50th episode, which also was a pretty big deal for us. And this was our grad life episode for the semester or for the summer. Um, And we talked about the academic job market. And we had Alondra Garza, Sadaf Hashimi, and Thaddeus Johnson um, on to give us the scoop on how their process on the job market went from Thinking about applying to actually sitting down and looking at the job postings to applying to the initial interview, to the job talk, to negotiations and accepting the job offer. And then that summer in between graduating and starting your new job. Um, I think I've listened to this episode already like three times. Uh, just because I'm going on the job market here soon. Um, and it's great. It's fully loaded with all sorts of information. Um, so it's great if you are in that position and ready to hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, I think this is also one of our uh, longer episodes. And um, yeah. we were just having such a, a good time talking with the three of them. Uh, they were such a fun group to, to talk with. Um, And then we're just dropping so much knowledge that, you know, we kind of were like, whoa, we'll just kind of see where it goes. And
0: yeah, and um, I loved how they like fed off of each other, too. So the conversation really evolved from just what we had originally planned um, to something kind of bigger than that, Um, especially as neither of us have been on the job market. So and successfully gotten a job, I should say, but
1: yeah. And, yeah, and we covered three years, so Thaddeus graduated in 2020, mm-hmm. Sadaf graduated in 2021, and so she had a very unique perspective because she was on the job market right in the thick of it with COVID, um, mm-hmm. so her experiences were quite a bit different than um, mm-hmm. even as we are hopefully hitting the tail end of the pandemic um, I think a lot of what she went through and a lot of her advice um, is going to translate over as now as we see more and more of this movement to working remotely and having meetings remotely. So I think that's even for maybe like initial interviews, we might see this become a little more common. Um, so, so I think she still brought a lot of um, insight. And then Alondra graduated this year. So she is fresh off the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so she definitely had a lot to say as well. Our next episode um, was on the prison experiences, um, specifically on the prison experiences of uh, transgender women. And this episode was quite a long time in the making. Um, and it was with Val Janice um, from the university of California, Irvine um, when When we first reached out to Val and we're planning this episode, um, she was still just a presidential candidate for ASC. Um, I think the ballots had just been like announced. Uh, So we actually when we reached out to her, we didn't even know that she was on the ballot. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until like a week or two later that when all that information came out that we found out that she was going to be on it. And by the time we actually spoke with her, she was already the president elect. So that just kind of gives you some, some reference as to you know how long we um, were planning this one out. But you know Val was great to talk to. She had a lot of things to say. Um, we talked about her Vollmer address um, for the Vollmer Award that she won at uh, the American Society of Criminology.
0: Yeah, I mean. This was a great episode. And to kind of give some more background, the reason that it was so long in the making was because Val is negotiating data. And so it was kind of time sensitive um, and we didn't want to step on any toes there. So it wasn't for any other reason. It was all research related. But um, yeah, this is an interesting episode and one that we thought was kind of a newer area of research. And that's something that Val talks about too, as far as this Vollmer address really pushing for more and more research on this topic. And so hopefully this episode can give some people some ideas and thoughts for moving forward and pushing this line of inquiry um, into the future, getting some more solid answers um, than what we have right now.
1: Yeah. And the way it seems to happen with us which in a way is kind of great is sometimes our episodes seem to really line up with like hot topics or like really current issues and you know like I said this one was quite a bit of uh what time in the making and like Jen said it was because we were trying to be sensitive to some of Val's um current projects that she's trying to um put in place um but it seems like it's coming out, a, a, it's, it came out during a time where, um, like, trans rights is a really hot topic with, like, you have, like, your NCAA athlete um, stuff that's coming out, um, some prison stuff that's been coming out. And so, like, uh, I think this was a very timely episode um, to discuss some of those things.
0: Um, And then our final episode for summer 2022 is our grad spotlight episode with Jessica Mongilio over at Penn state university. And we talked with her about head injuries or getting a head injury in childhood and how that could possibly um, translate into crime or delinquency in adolescence. And Jessica's coming at this from a very, very interdisciplinary standpoint, having a background in neuroscience and now doing her PhD in criminology. And so this was really fun to talk to her. I always love doing our Grad Spotlight episodes and we haven't had one in I think a couple of semesters. So our new start to this series, I guess, maybe.
1: Yeah, these are always great. And that gives us an opportunity to connect with fellow students and, you know, yeah. really highlight the work that they're doing. Um, but yeah, so we're going to try and be a little more consistent with having those. Um, uh, cause yeah, I think we went uh, maybe a little too long without having one. Um, and you know, sometimes yeah. it's just kind of how it goes, but yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that All wraps right. up, um, our summer 2022. We hope everyone enjoyed this slate of episodes. Um, we had a, we have a lot of fun producing them and making them. Um, so anyway, what do we have in store for our listeners in fall 2022,
1: Jose? All right. So uh well, the first episode that we're gonna have is going to come out August 29th. Um sorry, I was looking at 829 and I was like, what month is eighth, the eighth month? <laughs> <laughs> it's the month we're in right now, August. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're going to open up with Brian Johnson from Maryland and we are going to be talking about something that we haven't done on the podcast yet. And it's very interesting. Brian's mostly known for his work in, in sentencing and in courts and uh, inequalities and discrimination within court. Um, and the paper that we're going to talk about is pretty much in that vein, but um, <clears throat> it's about facial profiling. Yeah. And so I haven't started reading it yet. Jen, I think you have. Um, but it's definitely one yeah. that I'm very much looking forward to reading uh, just because it's something that um, is pretty new for me, at least.
0: Yeah. And I think, no, Jose seems like a century ago now but we took a race and ethnicity course and kind of started you no know, there was a section on um kind of facial features and skin tone and all of that not necessarily related to criminal justice or the criminal justice system and so i think it's cool to take kind of what we've learned and mesh it with someone who really knows this work in criminology and it's a really interesting paper so far. It kind of pulls from psychology a little bit um, and just how people kind of judge others' personality dispositions based off of what they look like and then translating that into how that affects punishment and judge decision making. I'm still in like the very early stages of starting the paper, but it's good so far. Um, And I'm excited to talk to Brian about it. Um, our next episode, and I do want to say we're still working on some scheduling, so we don't have a perfect schedule yet, but we have it pretty solidified. Um, so our next episode is just like we did our academic job market episode. We're now going to do an industry or an all act job market episode. Um, we have three people lined up for that. We'll keep it a secret for now just because, you know, why not? Um, And so that'll be our second episode for fall 2022.
1: Yep, especially with um, a lot of people with, I think with, it probably isn't this way, but it seems like this, but because of COVID and with the impact that that had on the academic market, it seemed, at least to me, that um, going outside of academia getting one of these like uh, out ac or industry jobs has become much more prevalent. And I think also historically departments have not always had the- uh, supportive. Yeah, haven't been always super supportive about their students going into industry jobs, but that seems to be really changing. And so uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't have an episode on this, even though both Jen and I, Um, are looking to go into academic jobs. Um, And then, but at least for me, I have thought about going industry before um, and uh, haven't completely closed the door on that possibility. Um, So this should be an interesting episode.
0: Yeah. Um, And interesting because I don't think I've ever really talked to anyone about what that job market looks like all that much. So, Hopefully, we can get some feedback on the topics we're planning on discussing before recording, just to make sure they're all good things to talk about. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Our next episode is going to be with Sade Lindsay out of Cornell. Well, she's a professor at Cornell, and we're going to be talking to her about the role of race and ethnicity within the criminal justice system there's another episode that i'm looking forward to Sari you know, w- was a recipient of the ruth peterson fellowship at asa and she's won um, several awards mm-hmm. uh, from ase and other places so uh, i think this will be a pretty interesting conversation with her
0: yeah and i think we don't have what paper she wants to talk about yet but I believe the first paper out of her dissertation was in criminology on this topic, and I know she has a few other ones in the works, so it should be a really good episode. Um, Our fourth episode for fall is going to be our reflection series episode, and we're going to be talking with John Lobb. Um, Primarily, you know, we're going to do it just like our other reflection episode. So talking about what got him into criminology, how he came to be a professor, and then we're going to be talking about shared beginnings, divergent lives, um, the book, and kind of highlighting that and then get some advice. And, uh, suggestions from him for early career scholars
1: yeah looking forward to talking to John Lobb of course one of the big names in criminology has been highly influential in the on the field so um, it's it's always something to look forward to when you can talk to to them and kind of pick their brain a little bit our next episode um, will be with chant fami and megan mitchell chant we are so sorry if we did not get this right uh, we need to ask both... <laughs> you how to say your
0: last name
1: uh, and your full first name too <laughs> they're both uh good friends of ours yeah. um, appreciate both of them and we're going to be talking to them about a paper that they co-authored on reentry recidivism and health uh, so that's a one that we're also looking forward to.
0: Yeah. And the paper just recently came out and I'm hoping to also talk to them a little bit about publishing with basically your best friend and how that goes, Um, just because I think it's a unique perspective and there can possibly be some tension sometimes from what I've heard from other people. And so just talking about that and the paper that they recently had come out. So our next episode, I believe this will be the sixth one. We're still working on scheduling this one, but tentatively, the subject will be on jails, um, crime and behavioral health services. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep you there for now um, just because we haven't finalized the episode.
1: Yeah, and the next episode is actually in a somewhat similar boat. We're still trying to get it um, in the books and get it scheduled. Uh, But it's going to be with R.V. Gundor uh, from Flinders University. And we're going to be talking to him about his new book that just recently came out, Trying to Make It, The Enterprises, Gangs, and People of the American Drug Trade. Um, So that one is one to look out for as well. Uh, But like I said, we're still trying to get that one put in stone.
0: Yeah, but this will be our, because we always try and do at least one kind of international episode, um, and so this will be that one for the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up, we have Bianca Bersani, um, who's from a professor at Maryland, and we aren't totally finalized on the topic yet, but it'll be something related to life course criminology, um, and I'm really looking forward to talking to Bianca.
1: And our next episode um, is again, one that we're still finalizing, um, but we will be speaking with Victoria Kiechowski out of the University of Minnesota. She's a PhD student there. So this is going to be one of our grad student research episodes where we highlight um, grad student research. And we're going to be talking about punishment and policy discourse and practice.
0: And then our final episode for the fall. Um, Still tentative at this point. We've gotten the, yes, I want to do it, but we need to reach back out. Um, But it will hopefully be a topic related to experimental criminology.
1: It's a good slate of episodes. Some of them, you know, we're still in the works of finalizing them and getting things in the books. Uh, But the ones that we have already um, set Almost in stone, you know. Not barring any unforeseen changes, um, that that's what our fall is going to look like. And I'm excited for it. it look, it's yeah. it's a good group of people, um, a wide variety of topics. I know that sometimes we don't do it on purpose, but every now and then <laughs> it seems like we have like a few episodes that touch on similar topics um, and we end up like with like a theme going on
0: yeah we did um, that with I think white collar and corporate crime yeah. one semester yeah. I don't know how yeah. but somehow
1: <laughs> and I think we might have done it with incarceration once yeah um, but we don't do that on purpose we try to vary it but every now and then it happens but this semester it looks like we'll have a nice a nice mix of topics to talk about um, so it's something to look forward to
0: Yeah. All right. Well, just again, we want to thank all of you for listening to Jose and myself ramble here about what we've talked about in the summer and what's to come in the fall. And we hope you are all just as excited as we are. Um, But for now, um, thank you again. And we will see you on. uh, Well, you'll hear us talking on August 29th with Brian Johnson. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, before we go, just one plug. So our very own Jen Tosteep here just had Oof. a paper come out in criminology. So I encourage everyone to go give that a read. She worked very hard on that paper. It's been several years in the making. Um, yeah. And so very proud of her. Um, very happy so, for dang. her as well. So everyone, please go give that a read. Um, it's like the hell out of it. Um, <laughs> And, you know, of course, like Jen mentioned, thank you to everybody. And, of course, thank you to Jen, my co-host, the Lilo to my Stitch. Um,
0: <laughs> I think I have a, a Stitch, like, little stuffed animal around here somewhere. Wish I had it. Just right here.
1: <laughs> yep. Ohana.
0: <laughs> yes, Ohana.
1: All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody later. Yeah. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, thanks for listening.
1: Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, or let us know what you think of the episode by leaving us a comment on our website, thecriminologyacademy.com.
0: You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Crim Academy. That's T-H-E-C-R-I-M-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y
1: or email us at thecrimacademy at gmail.com
0: See you next next time!